In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Welcome into In the Lab, Drew Doherty and John Harris. Good to see you, my friend, after a Texans win over the Jaguars. You know, and I didn't feel very confident going into this last game just because of the big lift that a team I thought would have after the firing of Urban Meyer, in addition to not having your best corner, your best safety, your two best linebackers, and your best pass rusher <laughs> due to COVID. And, and then in the case of Justin Reed, a concussion, as well as your two starting guards on offense. So I didn't have a whole lot of confidence, but the special teams, man, they were enormous. And obviously we know all about Tremont Smith's touchdown return. Huge. I think he deserves special teams player of the week. But look what else the guy did, John, to start the second half, drop their return man at the 14-yard line, Jaden Mickens, or Jaden Mickens. That's a big, that's a minus 11 tackle, basically, because if, if they had just, like, you know, let it go out of the end zone, it's a 25-yard touchback. And then his second kickoff return, he brings out to the 33, and he did it in punishing fashion. Like, that guy better be the uh, special teams player of the week, John. I think he should be. And if he's not, then it should be Kymie Fairbairn. And if yeah. it's not, it should be Cam Johnston. I mean, take take your pick. I mean, Drew, you sent us an email, and I can't wait to get this email today. Maybe nope. it's coming today. Maybe it's, it's coming tomorrow. A Christmas there's, gift. There's games tomorrow tonight. So there's. Oh, that's tomorrow. right. So yeah. you sent us a turnover margin update. We I can't remember what was going on yesterday, and I just went, "Wait a second. I was kind of recapping the game in my mind, and I was writing things down. And I was thinking about stuff, and I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I thought about the Tyson Campbell interception, which, by the way, just as an aside, Tyson Campbell and Patrick Sertan were high school teammates at American Heritage High School in Florida. How did anybody get a completion? I mean, it's unbelievable. Anyways, yeah. he's going to be a really good player for them. Of the things that Urban Meyer slash Trent Balky have done, drafted Tyson Campbell in the second was a great, great move. Anyhow, I thought about that play, and I went, wait, wait, wait. We didn't get a takeaway. No. And then it, it, it all dawned on me. Wait a second. Our offense was pretty efficient all day long. I mean, it was 23 points, but in the rain, three field goals, two touchdowns. That's a pretty good number in the rain. Against a defense that had done some pretty good things this year. I know that's the Jaguars. I get it. Joke about them. But if you really paid attention, the Jaguars defense had been pretty solid. So you put a 23 on them. Defensively, you held the running attack. I knew they were going to pound James Robinson. I knew it. They did a good job there. Look, the Jags helped a little bit with some drops, but the guys stepped up. Jonathan Owens, Garrett Wallow, those guys stepped up in a massive, massive way. They were really fun to watch. The communication was a little shaky early on. Mm -hmm. He's talking about a secondary that was Lonnie Johnson and Desmond King at the corner and J.O. and Eric Murray at safety. That combination had never, never played together. Never played together. Owens had never been active. Yeah. And, and, And in the second half, you could tell that they were starting to kind of get it. And then you throw the special teams on top of there. And it hit me as I was writing. was like, man, this is a three-phase win. When you can't or don't win the turnover margin battle, how are you going to win a game? Well, it means that your three phases have to be so good to Mm -hmm. overcome the turnover margin that it's the only way you can win a game. And it hit me. I was like, this is a three-phase win. The Texans won all three phases. They lost the turnover margin, but they were 3-0, and offense versus their defense, defense versus their offense, and our special teams against their special teams. Our three phases won that game, and that was it was just incredible. But you mentioned the special teams. I mean, I love Tremont. I, 
I called, started calling his games in 2016 when UCA came to play HBU. And I'll never forget seeing him war number one. He had a cast on his hand, but they ran man coverage and they tried to beat him down the sidelines. And I mean, Drew, it was, it was such pristine coverage. It was so good. And I was just sitting there talking about him, blathering on. I'm like, man, I like this guy. And then his pro day he ran like a four, three, four. I'm like, I really like this guy. I wish the Texans would draft him, but I'm kind of glad he got to the Texans after going through some adversity because I think he's really appreciating his opportunity. You can tell that he's really, you know, he was so joyful after the game. He's so happy. Um, he was so thankful to his guys that opened the, the holes on the kickoff return. And then he almost broke the other one. Yeah. The other one, they kicked it to him again. I'm like, you dopes. And he got it out to the 33 yard line. And he almost broke that one. I'm like, man, you got to learn your lesson. This guy's good. And he's really, got really speed. Good. He's got speed, but he's got some violence to him, man. He, he does. He trucked over one oh. of those guys. I mean, he's, he can, yeah. he can hit you. He can pop you. I did my post-game interview with him and he said, he's like, yeah, my teammates came to me and said, I broke like six tackles. And I was like, <laughs> I think it was about six tackles. It was about three or four guys hitting him all at once. And he broke through one of them being the kicker. Uh, and he broke through. I happened to be standing behind the play. And once he broke out, I started to celebrate. And then I looked down and I saw Rayshon Jenkins was down. I was like, oh man, that doesn't look like he was writhing in pain. Yeah. And so my instant thought was, I'm glad we scored. But then I saw that. Uh, and then I saw the replay. And I'm like, oh, he got rolled up. So it kind of took away a little bit of it for me because I saw that. But looking back, that was such a tremendous play to give the Texas a 14-3 lead. And you think about games in which you don't have takeaways and you're like, you got to get some points from somewhere. And especially with the offense, it's not, as we noted a couple of times, you know, look, this isn't the 99 Rams greatest show on turf. They were efficient on, on Sunday for sure. I thought they did some really good things. Davis Mills, I thought so, made some great throws. Cooks, Dorsett made some key catches, no doubt. But your offense can always use a little bit of help. Oh, yeah. And so with Tremont, essentially, you got the, the Justin Reed 101-yard pick six like you got at Washington a few years ago. The Lamar Miller 97-yard explosive. You just didn't get an offensive defense. You got on a special team. So it was really, really cool to see. Yeah, and before we wrap this up, you bring them up. You brought your brother names up. Kaimi Fairbairn, a 51-yarder and a 52-yarder. The 51-yarder yes. came as the half was ending, gives you a lift. And he threw in a, a short field goal there as well and did a good job on kickoffs, pinning them back or putting them out of the back of the end zone, yeah. whichever they needed. And then Cam Johnston, three of his four punts were downed inside the 20, and the one that wasn't was his, maybe his best punt of the <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> no. For some reason, they returned it out at the two-yard line, yeah. and he was dead to rights, but Texans weren't able to bottle him up. That was really one of the only special teams plays on the day that wasn't just like yeah. a massive win for Houston. But yeah, Cam Johnson having a good year as well. Your kicker did a great job. John Weeks zipping it in there and then coverage all over the place. Just rock solid. It was Frank Ross, pat yourself on the back, man. That was a great day. I can't remember. I'm sure there have been maybe, but I can't remember a better all around special teams effort than this. Like maybe the closest would be 2019 at Tampa Bay. You clinch and a lot of good stuff happens all over the, the board, but I can't remember one as impactful as this one, John. I man drew. I couldn't. I racked my brain. I mean, I was trying to think as Tremont broke out of there for the kickoff return. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, I've been on the sidelines since 2014. Sure. I can't remember seeing a kickoff return for us. And then I'm racking my brain like, have I been in Houston since there's been one? I was like, wait, and Jacoby Jones popped in my head. But then I was like, when was that? 2009. Yeah. 2009, 12 years since a kickoff return. In fact, the last one that I could remember seeing, and I could be wrong in this, but the last one I remember seeing was Deion Lewis, 2016, in the playoff game up at Foxborough. Mm. I remember him squirting through and taking one to the house. That gave the Patriots 
in that game, to our point, it gave the Patriots a lead and gave them an extra possession because the offense was off all night because our defense was so good. Yeah. But they got that they got that kickoff return and that gave them some juice going into the half. Uh, in the first half. And that was such a gut punch with Lewis going all the way. That was the last one I could remember. I could be wrong. There might be one in between. But that was the last one I could remember seeing the sidelines. And of course, I remember Niall Davis in the playoffs in 2015. But I don't remember us and didn't remember us having one of that caliber. So it was great to get off the schneid 12 years and seeing Tremont do it was really, really cool. He just got a contract extension to come back for 2022. Yeah. It was really, really cool to that. see him sort of pay off. I mean, the ROI on an investment you know, if you get that immediate dividends, that's pretty cool, actually. It sure is. And it gets the Texans yet another win over the Jaguars. We've said it. They split with them in 2010. And that, that win in 2010 was the final game of the season. So if you include that week yep. and you go through now, the Jaguars have won four games. And they all yep. came in two years. In 13, they swept the Texans. And in 17, they swept the Texans. Yep. Texans have swept them every other year. 11. 12, 14, 15, 16, 18, 19, 20, and now 21. Hey, it's man. It's a pretty weird – it's a weird rivalry, Drew, before we It really in. is. Because, to your point, the four losses the Texans have had have been in 13 and 17. So there's been a season sweep in this series. Every year. Dating all the since way back 2010. to 2011. Yeah, yeah, since the end of 10, 2010, 2011 going forward. It's been a season sweep every yeah. year. It's the weirdest thing. It the is bananas. Thing. It's really bananas. I, I dare say you can't find that anywhere else in the NFL. No, right I don't now. think you can. Maybe I don't think you maybe can. Maybe in the East or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, East. wow. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. Merry Christmas. I can't wait to see you uh, in the next few days. I hope you have a great one. Happy New Year as well. And we'll do this again. This has been In the Lab.